0: Hello, my name is Amy Newfield, and I'm both the host and owner of Veterinary Team Training. Today, I want to talk to you about change. No one loves change. Change is terrible. Change is scary. And most of the reason why we don't love change is because of the unknown. Now, I want you to go and refer back to my podcast about how to reduce stress every day because that talks about the what ifs and the what is. But really, our fear of change is driven on that. The what ifs are things we have no control over. They're things I worry about. What if this happens? What if I don't like this new change? And that sort of thing. But after the change is implemented, it's now in our control. And roughly two weeks, 30 days later, 60 days later, we get used to that new change. And a lot of times we hear ourselves saying, I guess it wasn't as bad as I thought. If you are a leader within a veterinary hospital, you know that rolling out any type of change, even if it is because you want to change the new brand of paper towel in your hospital or go to a different disinfectant, oh my goodness, forget about it. It's like a complete chaos ensues. You're changing our disinfectant? How dare you? Why would you do this to us? And it's complete and utter chaos. Now, obviously there are even bigger changes such as schedule changing, or a brand new policy. We've seen a lot of change in 2020 for all of us who have gone to curbside, which is most of the hospitals here in the United States. That's huge way that we actually function daily. The change was all consuming in those moments. Many of us have also experienced the sale of our hospital to a company, and that includes myself that's a huge change right and if you are a manager or supervisor in a hospital during that time that's a lot of change for the team to get through so let's just talk about the fundamentals of change management and how we can help make change happen in a less stressful way in our hospitals not everybody's gonna be on board with change and that's really important so recognize you are not gonna please everybody and I think That's where a lot of leaders struggle. I mean, we are hugely empathetic individuals. That's why we gravitated to veterinary medicine so that we can help those that don't have a voice and get them back to their pet parents, right? And now we have to impact change. And we know that unfortunately, some of what we're going to do is going to upset a small amount or maybe even a large amount of individuals within the hospital, and it doesn't feel good to us as a leader. We have to roll something out that maybe we don't necessarily agree with or there's some change that's happening. And even though you understand the reasons why it's happening, it's not the best. And yet you need to make sure that everyone gets on board with the change. All right, so let's go over the step. Step one is what's getting changed, right? We'll, start, we'll use the example of a schedule change, right? Because at some point, people's schedules do change and sometimes the entire schedule gets overhauled Uh, particularly now we are looking at a lot of people having schedule changes because of the uncertainty around covid and the constant changing situation that that is right so a lot of people had their schedules changed first of all what's getting changed the schedule is getting changed okay why is it getting changed We're trying to reduce overtime, we're trying to reduce stress, we're trying to make sure that we can get a new employee into the schedule, X, Y, and Z. Or we've seen that maybe it's more effective this way. The more details you provide as to why the change is occurring, the more that you're going to get better buy-in. Then we're going to ask the most natural question that comes next. Do you guys have any questions about this? It seems benign enough. And a lot of employees might actually have some questions about it. Now, if it's a rollout plan, let's just say you're changing over computer software. Oh, my gosh, not the computer software. That is a nightmare in any hospital to have to change over. I have personally been involved with a couple software changes. So for those bigger things, you need to provide an actual timeline and the training that's gonna happen with it and how it's gonna be okay. So make sure you come to the table with all the parts of the why and the how, right? This is really important. So the what's the why's and the how's, those are the big thing. And then you are going to ask that question that comes naturally, which is, does anybody have any questions, right? That's an easy question. And there might be some questions of, I know you said that in four weeks, we're gonna get training with X, Y, and Z for this new software program but I'm worried that I might be working. So what happens if I'm working, right? Okay, answer that, right, for them. So make sure that you have a clear plan when it comes to big rollouts of things, or you have answers for them when they do have questions. But here's the next step that leaders don't like to ask. And this is really important if you wanna have better change in your hospital where people buy into it. Here's the question. How do you feel about this change? Oh my goodness, we are going to talk about feelings. This is a really big question because yes, it is open-ended and they, are, they could have some big feelings depending on what kind of change is happening, right? They might flat out hate this. They might get really upset about it. Now, this is where you do need to keep emotions in check. So make sure everybody has an opportunity to share emotions. Literally go around the room. Cassandra, what do you think about this? Sally, what do you think about this? Um, Amy, can you tell me your feelings on this? Kevin, tell me how you're feeling about this, right? And a lot of it might be, I don't love this, I'm nervous, I hate it, all of those things. If you get an employee that is really volatile with emotions, That's where you need to put it in check. As soon as you notice the volatility, I want you to say, I can see you're really upset and you have a lot of reasons to be. I'd like to have a deeper discussion with you about this so that we can address your concerns. This is probably not gonna be enough time to review everything and I really wanna talk to you about it. Can we set up a different time, right? And that's really important. Here's why we need to ask them how they're feeling about the change. They're going to have feelings. They are. Whether that be good or bad, they're going to have some feelings about it. And if you don't allow them to verbalize those feelings to you, they're going to walk out on the clinic floor and they are going to say things like, it's just one more thing. They don't even care about us. No, they don't even seem like they care about us. I mean, we're already busy. Now they're just throwing something else at us you need to show them that you care and you need to acknowledge that the change that's happening is going to impact their feelings. And if you fail as a leader to talk out any type of feelings, they will just allow them to vent to each other and basically gossip about it. So get it out in the open, because you asking about it isn't going to change how they're already feeling. They've already got those feelings. And remember this, however they are feeling, It's correct. That is exactly how they are feeling. There's no way that you can change those feelings in that moment, acknowledge those feelings, and provide compassion and empathy because those feelings are theirs and therefore they are valid, and that's really important. Now. Whenever we have big changes, we're always going to have what's called change champions. These are people who—they might not even be entirely on board with the change, like a software, um, you know, change. They might not love it, but they get it, and they are at least a little bit behind what you're trying to do. Those are your champions, and those are people who are going to be the ones to voice a better opinion of the change to those that they work with. Give them the tools and resources. Pull them aside and acknowledge that you really appreciate their support. Because when you boost up your change champions, then that will help them boost up others. See? So when you see somebody and you talk about those feelings, you're going to figure out who the change champions are. Hint, hint, wink, wink. This is why we want to talk about feelings. Because you're going to learn who the change champions are. And when somebody says... Eh, I don't love it, but I understand why you're doing it. And maybe it's going to be better than our last system. Bingo, change champion. Pull them aside and say, hey, I really want this to go well. Can you help me? What are some ways we can get the team a little bit more on board with this? Do you have any ideas? Because they might have ideas. But the other thing is, is that you've embraced them, you've supported them, and now they are going to likely champion that change more so than others. And when they hear people talking badly about it or having concerns, having a change champion on the floor can help kind of squash a lot of that because they might say, hey, guys, actually, I don't think it's going to be that bad. Really? Yeah, you know, I was talking to Amy and I I think this is actually going to be a good thing. You need change champions for big, big change. This is really important. So boost up your change champions and get them on board with it. Here's the other thing that you need to do as a leader. You can utilize the term, give me 60 or even give me 30. Or in some cases, it can be a short try. Just give me Give me two weeks. So this is where you know the change is going to rock your team and, and you know it's they're going to struggle with it. But it's something that has to happen. A schedule change perhaps or a new way that you're triaging if you work in specialty mes- medicine Or even you're now starting to let clients back in the building and you're going to try this new thing out and you hear a lot of grumblings and you say, listen, I totally understand all your concerns about bringing clients in the building. I understand your worry. I totally get it. But we do need to start letting them in the building or we need to try this new method of triage out. So can you guys do me a favor? Can you just try it this way for two weeks or for 30 days or maybe for 60 days? In the case of schedules, a lot of those need a full 60 days. So just give me 60 days on this, guys. Just try it out. And at the end of that time frame, you promise as a leader to go back to them and ask their opinion on how it's going. Because they probably have a lot of really wonderful ideas and thoughts about the new change. You might find out that letting people in the building this way and exiting another way, you know, that's what you thought was going to work. But in two weeks, you go back to your team and you're like, "Okay, talk to me. Let's talk about how this new policy is going. What do you think? And they say, actually, it's not terrible, but I think these tweaks can be made. Awesome. Or, yeah, I know you rolled out the schedule and you put like a seven to seven on the schedule. It actually would work a lot better if we had an eight to eight. That's a great suggestion. As a leader, you definitely get better buy-in when you allow them to contribute to the change. And a lot of times we don't even think about it. We just think this is going to be the way, right? And we roll it out and then we just ignore it and we don't check in with them to see how it's actually going. But you're part of that team too and you should want to know how it's going. So check back in with them and you will get better buy-in if they know that they have a say in it. Now, they're not delusional. Employees know that they don't get a say in every little thing. I mean, when I went through a sale of my hospital to a company, they knew their benefits were going to change, and it was just a fact. When their health insurance changed, it's not like I could say, hey, try this new health insurance out for 60 days and let me know what you think. No, it was just a change. But it's about delivery, and so now I want to just briefly talk to you guys about not driving the bus over the hospital leadership or hospital policies. This is a tough one. For those of us who went from the floor and moved up into a leadership role, we feel a huge connection with our original team. But here's the thing. That can backfire. Yes, I feel super protective of my Cubs. These, this is my team. As a manager or supervisor, I am their voice. I'm going to advocate them for them super hard. But here's the thing. That's not the only team that you're actually part of. You're also part of the hospital leadership team. And you need to advocate for the hospital leadership as well. What happens is that there are teams within the hospital team itself. You've got the front office, you've got the technicians, you've got the veterinarians, and then you've got management, generally speaking in most hospitals. And the leaders of those individual areas feel a sense of loyalty to only that particular team. And they forgot the fact that they're actually part of a hospital. And when we forget that we're actually part of just one hospital team, that causes a division within leadership. So it goes something like this, you do not love this new policy that you are about to roll out. And so you meet with your team and you say, hey guys, I'm just going to let you know this was not my doing. I I tried to disagree with them and I know this is dumb and this is going to upset you because I don't like it either. I really don't and I'm so sorry I have to do this, but they're making me do it okay, you just totally drove the bus over everyone else in a leadership role in that hospital. Don't be a bus driver because this causes a disconnect and it's really hard for hospital teams to get on board with the change if their leader's not on board with the change. So you don't need to sugarcoat everything. Like for example, if you know that you know, the hospital is changing over health insurance and the, and the uh, team is going to have to pay more money for health insurance. There's not a lot of ways that you can make that sound good. It's not like you're going to sit them down and go, hey, guys, great news. I know you were only paying like $200 a month into your health insurance, but it's now going to be $600 a month. Isn't that fantastic? That's like the best news of the day. That's weird. They will see right through you and it's not genuine. But here's how you do deliver bad news. You go, hey guys, I have some news and it is going to come as a shock to most of you. And I totally understand that a lot of you are going to be really upset. We are changing health insurance. And unfortunately, you're going to have to pay more for your health insurance. And it's a pretty significant amount. And from there, you're going to provide them facts. But here's what a good leader then does. They rally the team. When the team is losing in any sports game, the coach doesn't pull them into the locker room and go, guess what? It's halftime, and we are going to lose, and there's absolutely no way we can win, so we might as well just try our best not to get injured. When we go out after this halftime, I just want you to kind of do a mediocre response to this game. Suffer through it the best you can, and then... Maybe next week we'll win one because we are most definitely losing. That would be a terrible coaching uh, talk for people, right? So when your team is struggling with a really difficult new policy change or change in general, you rally the team. So for that health insurance change, you would say, okay, first of all, does anybody have any questions? There's probably going to be met with like blank, wide-eyed stares. And then you're going to say, how are you guys feeling? And when they say this is terrible and they're upset and they feel undervalued and and they can't believe that anyone can expect them to pay more because they're barely making enough money as it is, that's when you validate their feelings and concerns. Because again, that's real and that's how they are really feeling. And that's probably how you're feeling as well. Don't express your own emotions as a leader. Just say, I understand what you're saying and I'm sorry how can we get through this together as a team because you guys are awesome and I know that this is tough and I know this is going to be financially difficult for you guys how are we going to manage because I don't want to lose any single one of you you guys are really awesome and I love every single one of you on my team I want you to stay part of this team so how can we move past this And a lot of them are going to say, there isn't anything you can do. It just is. That's true, right? So instead, praise them for being such an amazing team. Praise them for getting through this together. Praise them for all those things, right? Because that's really important. Because that's what a good coach does when you are down and out and losing the game. Every leader, it doesn't matter if you're a CEO of a big company, every leader at some point has had to roll out a policy or make a change that they disliked. Even if they own the company, they had to do something they didn't like at some point. And it's not like they sent out a company-wide email or hosted a meeting that said, hey guys, I just want to let you know as president, this is going to really stink. And I don't like it either, but well... Let's just suffer through this. That's not what good leaders do. Again, what's getting changed? Why is it getting changed? How are we going to implement the change? What are the steps? Then, do you have any questions? And how are you feeling? And then if it's a policy that might need a little tweaking, hey guys, do you mind, I really want to check in with you in two weeks or 30 days or 60 days to see how it's going. And then I want to hear from you and we can make some adjustments, right? That's really how we impact change better in our hospitals. The fact is so many changes come through email and our employees get numb to those emails. Big changes are best done in person at meetings. Now, don't get me started about meetings. I hear a lot of you saying, well, we don't want to do meetings because they're a burden. Don't worry, I'll address that at some point because meetings need to happen. And yes, they need to be mandatory because it's very hard to impact change if we don't have meetings. And guess what? We're all part of a team. So in order to be part of that team, you need to have a voice. When do you get that voice? At a meeting. But again, Total segue, teaser for the future, we will dive into meetings because they are super important and they're done terribly in veterinary hospitals. I'm not even going to sugarcoat it. So make sure you do most of your change in person at meetings, okay? I'll leave it at that. We do need to do a better job of managing the change within our hospitals, not just through email, not through a quick text message. We really want to address our employees concerns and if possible, ask for their opinions on things and that way you'll get better buy in. I hope that this helps. You are not going to please everyone. And please know that as a leader, there's always going to be somebody that's unhappy. I laugh because we've changed over our software program um, at this point twice in our hospital. And I know there's still at least one or two employees that have been with the hospital now for over 15 years. And if you ask them, they'll say, I remember... When we used to use XYZ software, it was just so much better. And in your head as a leader, you're thinking, we changed that over 15 years ago and you're still going on about it. You're not going to please everybody. And here's the thing. As a leader, you're right, implementing tough change doesn't always feel good. Make sure you don't run the bus over anybody. That's really key. But in the end, remember this, how the person reacts to the change is up to them. It's not up to you. Everybody's going to react to the change a little bit better. You're going to have your change champions and you're going to have people that really struggle with the change. In the end, if you've done your due diligence and you've gone over all the questions and the buy-in and you've checked in how they're feeling, it's really up to them whether or not they want to accept it or not. And it has nothing to do with you as a leader personally. It's okay that not everyone likes the change. I know I crammed a lot in in just a short amount of time. This is a very deep topic and I just wanted to give you a high-level overview of change management. I really hope this helps. Check out all the other amazing blogs and podcasts that we have at vetteamtraining.com. My name is Amy Newfield. Keep on being a unicorn.